Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. Good to see you all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Ebu, for the Bible reading. God bless you. Praise God. In our lives, God is really, it's a joy to be here this morning. Hallelujah. We thank God for all that he's doing in our lives. God is a faithful God. He's an awesome God. You know, it's, we are in a special season. We're in a special time. And I believe this is why God is bringing this word to us. Um, he gave me this word about a month ago when Pastor said I'll be speaking to speak about our time and season. And as I was, think, I was, as I was going through this week, a few people that I've been talking to just kept talking about time and season. So I'm like, God, you are really, really speaking. And even looking at the weather in this week, it has been an interesting one. We've gone through the first season of the year in a week. Monday, was, Monday and Tuesday was winter. I had my bubble winter jacket. Wednesday, Thursday felt like spring. And Friday and Saturday was summer. I... I was, I was ready with my winter accessories, and the kids were like, Mommy, it's sunny outside. You don't need it. And today we are back to spring again. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. God is telling us something. He's about to do, do something and rock us and shake us. Amen. Amen. Before we go into the message, I just want us to spend time to pray this morning. Like I said, God is about to do something in our lives, something great, something beautiful. And I feel there are some people here that you feel, you feel lifeless. You feel lifeless. But Jesus is going to touch you. He's already started it. It's been an awesome service. Thank you, worship team, for all that you do. It was a powerful time of worship. The time of prayer, thank you, Dickness Genevieve. It was powerful. God is already speaking. Let's be open. From the beginning of the service, when the workers fresh anointing, God is already speaking. He's already working in us to prepare us. So as we, um, I want us to bow our heads this morning. And if you can, you know, I'd like you to touch all the person next to you. You know, because we are all, we all have Jesus inside of us. And believe as you are holding your brother or your sister, you are holding the hands of Jesus. And Jesus told us, yes, the enemy has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy in John 10, 10. But he said, I have come to give you life in abundance. This morning, I just want you to look to Jesus. Look to him. He's ready to infuse you with power. I want us to sing this song as we just reflect and wait. He touched me. Oh, he touched me, and oh, the joy that fills my soul. Something happened, and now I know he touched me and made. 
touched me. Yes, touch us, Jesus. Jesus, we are here for you. river of joy fill our soul Jesus something happened and now I know he touched me and me let's, let's sing it over let's sing it over and over touch us Jesus he touched cry out to him wherever you're feeling lifeless Jesus is able to bring life to your soul. And that's what he wants to do this morning. Is it sickness? Is it pain in your body? Jesus touch us. Heavenly Father, infuse life into us, oh God, where the enemy has stolen. Father, restore in the name of Jesus. Where the enemy has even killed, Lord, you can raise the dead back to life. What has been dead, Lord, you can raise it. Jesus, do what you alone can do. Bring to life what the enemy has destroyed in the name of Jesus. We've come to you, Jesus. Breathe your life into our homes. Breathe your life into our bodies right now. You are the great physician, Lord. 
We need you. There are some situations people are battling with. Medication cannot resolve it. So this morning, Jesus, touch the body right now. Touch that leg right now. There's someone here, your right leg is in serious pain and Jesus is touching it right now. It's just happened suddenly, the pain just happened suddenly. And Jesus is saying, I'm here. He's touching it. He's touching the leg. He's healing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for wiping this car away. This car that has plagued your people. This, this car. There's someone here, this, this car has just plagued you. You just feel, it's, it's just following you. It's following you. And Jesus is saying, no more. No more. I've removed this car. I've removed it. I've removed it. There's no more taint. Anywhere you go, you just feel that there's a taint over your name. He's giving you a new name. He's giving you a new name. No more taint. Thank you, Jesus. We look to you. It's you from, from it's, all, it's from you our help comes. Take over, Lord. The remaining time we have in this time of worship, do what you, only you can do. Touch us. Heal us. Deliver us. Lift us up. Mount on us wings, O oh God, so that we can fly. Strengthen us so that we can run. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. We thank God for all that he's doing. Like people have said before me, Pastor and Dikintunde are in, um, in East Africa, Kenya, Burundi. You know, they are moving around. And God is doing awesome things. It's an open door that God opened Unto, unto us as a church. And we thank God for everyone who has been praying, for everyone who has given resources to make this happen. You know, God delights when we advance his kingdom. That's, that's what God wants the church to be doing. Because the enemy is busy strategizing. But the church of God is busy. You know, people are just in their clique, me, myself, and I. No, God wants us to be kingdom focused, going out, preaching the gospel, moving the kingdom forward. And as we do that, it takes care of our life. It takes care of our business. And we thank God for that. And we know there's more to come. Amen. You know, one of the things we experience in our life is change. Just like I said, the weather changed. The weather has been changing. We are open. I don't even know we are, what, what season we are in, but we are open. It's really spring. Mr. Winter refuses to leave, but spring is definitely coming because God has already set, the, set it in motion. So I, I, things change, and change is good, but many times change, you know, it happens when we do not even anticipate. Things just come to us suddenly. It comes, it shakes us, throws us off our balance. But one thing we need to know is that even though our life goes through this cycle of changing, changing in season, we have good times, we have not so good times, we serve a God who does not change. He is constant. He is an unchangeable God. He remains the same. As we sang this morning, he is the Alpha and the Omega. 
And what he wants us to do this morning is to bring him and refocus on him. So that even though things are changing, things are changing around us, he will be there, rock solid, to carry us when we need to be carried. He will be there to embrace us when we need to be embraced. He will be there because he is constant whenever we want to lose our balance based on the seasons of life and based on what situations is throwing at us. You have a God who is constant. He is the Alpha and Omega. He does not change. There is no, very, there is no shadow of, 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 of changing with our God. Hallelujah. And that's the message this morning. And knowing that we will go through these changes, God wants to bring to us, you know, just wants to remind us to know. It's important that you know the season you are in. It's important because when you know the season you are in, you are prepared you know, like we are in spring now. Hopefully we are in spring. I mean, then you start preparing. For those of us who like to plant, who like to garden, we start looking around. For those who want to do home improvement, this is the time. This is the time to declutter. Like we read in Ecclesiastes, time to give, give away, time to get rid of the junk, both physically and spiritually. So it's, it's important that we know the season that we are in. And when we know the season we are in, it's, it's important that we also embrace it. Because God is the God of all seasons. Even those seasons that are not so pleasant, God wants us to embrace it. And that's what, that's what we'll be talking about today. Knowing the season that we are in and embracing the season that we are in. So that the enemy will not take advantage of us. Like we read, there is a time for everything. And a season for every activity under the heavens. There is a time for everything. There is a season. You know, time is just those little segments of that, that we experience in a season. It's the little bit. It's the little bit. Um, time is defined as, you know, original sense, opportunity, occasion, a fall, an event that, that comes. So time, is, time keeps, is something that keeps moving. It's a dimension in which events can be ordered from past, present, into the future. But one thing is, time is usually in small bits. And it's important that we know the God's timing. Pastor preached a message about Kairos moment. Timing. Even though you are in a season, the season is extended. But in this particular time, what is God saying? What does God want me to do? Knowing time is very important. The Bible talks about the children of Issachar. In Chronicles, First Chronicles 12, they knew how to discern the time and season. It is very important that we individually know the time that we are in, the season and the time. What God is doing, the opportunity is opening. What is saying, it's important. That's what our, knowing our time is all about. We live in a time that there's so many distractions. What is we need to begin to look into the eyes of God so we know what he wants us to do. Every minute that we live is important. And the, the devil has so much stage that is distracting us, is distracting us, is, it's just, we can't even hear God. God wants to take, make the best of our time because there's time for everything. If we miss a time, we may have to go through seasons before another opportunity comes. So what is a season? Season and time pretty much means the same. Like I said, the time is just a small portion of the season. Season is usually a long duration of time. 
It's a time characterized by a particular circumstance or, or, or feature. You know, in, in fashion, there's a season of... Diff- you know, we've gone through different seasons in fashion world. Um, even in, you know, in our world system, we've gone through different seasons. Different seasons. Um, you know, there's a season where... Um, it was even the, the, the music that was popular, you know, rock and roll. Now it's different season. I don't know a lot about these things, but we, you know, circumstance. <laughs> but I'm trying, so, so a season is characterized by a circumstance. We can say now we are in a season of um, technologies. What, I mean, yeah, we are in a season of technology, social media. And so that's the season we are in right now. There was a time when these things did not exist. This is the season we are in in our world. Of course, a season is also the weather that we experience, a period of the year marked by certain conditions, weather activities. So that's what seasons are. Just to know, time now. And it's important to know, many scriptures address this. Like I said, First Chronicles 12 talks about it. You know, um, David, David was just made king, and he was going through all the tribes. I mean, it was all the different tribes. First, First Chronicles 12 talks about how the different tribes came to David to say, we will join you as a king, we will support you. And the Bible talks about, you know, 10,000 men, you know, in different, in different tribes, 5,000 who were warriors, who were, who, were, who, who were good with acre, different things, actually. But when it came to the children of Issachar, there were only 200 of them. Many, they, the rest were in thousands, but the children of Issachar were only 200. That, I don't know, maybe they were just a very small tribe that just don't, they only have one child, just my child and my wife, I don't know, but there were not that many. But I just feel there's something about someone knowing how to discern times and season. It's unique. It's not common. Many people just go with the flow. And God is calling us to be set apart, to take and know the season and times. You know, they, they, the Bible says they, 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 they tell Israel, they are able to direct the course of Israel. Ephesians 5.17, Ephesians 5.15 tells us too, it's a very popular scripture that we all know, Ephesians 5.15 to 17, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of God is. So we need to redeem our time. Like I said, it could be that small second and minute Let's redeem our time. When you are in a waiting room, what do you do? When you are in the doctor's office, what do you do with your time? You know, let's seize opportunity. Yes, the season that we are in, the world is in the era of technology advancement. Do we use those things to nurture our life, to listen, to hear from God? Let's, let us walk circumspectly, not carried away, not knowing not, 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 not as fools. We know the story of the five, uh, ver, uh, ten virgins. Five were foolish, five were wise. They both were expecting the same king, but some were fools. God doesn't want us to be like that. And that's why he's bringing these things to us now. To know our time, know our season. Know that it's very crucial, it's very important. What you do, many of us are looking for big things to happen, but what, what we do, the little bit of things we do with our time, the time you are spending here today is not in vain. 
You know, I'm sure some people, it's probably a debate. You just came from work this morning. You didn't have time to sleep, but you came. I'm telling you, it's a blessing because being here worshiping God and Jesus infusing his life into you, you have no idea. If you have to, you know, you go back, you are refreshed, you are renewed. Somebody comes to you, you're having a conversation, and whatever burden you, are, you have in your mind, they, 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 give you, they give you a direction. They, you know, many times we don't realize the value of what God has given us by knowing him, by being called his sons and daughters, by being led by the Spirit. It's saving us from a lot of heartache. So we should not despise and complain about the time that God, has, that God is demanding of us. After all, he gave it to us. He's the God of the times. He's the God of the season. He gave it to us. You know, I mean, when you have to deal with maybe going through a medical situation and it's giving you go to, go to radiology, go to different... You can spend a week running up and down. And this is something that when you... God can totally re-raise when you just come into his presence and spend two, three hours. Amen. So that, 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 that's the wisdom. That's the wisdom. Sometimes we have people, oh, I, I've worked, I need to sleep. I mean, I've worked, I need to sleep. Why don't you just come, come to church, go back home, but then because you are wise, you, you don't now go to something after the service. You go home and rest because God wants you to be wise. Your body needs rest. But you cannot, because you are in a different season and timing, you are not just like anyone else. You know how to manage and navigate through your life. Amen. That's the wisdom for us to, re, to begin to apply. Amen. So we should know our season. It's important to know our season. I mean, many people have talked about the seasons, different things it means. Some people talk about, they, they, they look at it from the perspective of age, your season of, you know, growing, season of, you know, giving birth, you know, season of having children leave, leave your house. People talk about it in different ways. Some people address it using the emotions that we feel in season, season of joy, gladness, you know, different things. But this morning, I just want to talk about, I mean, four things that God gave me about season. As we look at the four seasons of the weather, and I will use that to bring the point that God is trying to tell us. The season of spring, I believe, is a, is a season of planting. Spring is an exciting season. You see flowers, um, you, see, it, 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 you, you know the rain is coming, so you are happy, you are looking forward to do, start something new. So you, you, may, you may be in that place now that something new, maybe a new job, maybe you just got married, a new baby. You know, there's, that's, that's, that, that, that's a spring season for you. It's a spring season. There's something new going on. You know, there's excitement. So it's a time to plant. It's a time to, to really begin to, you know, prepare because God wants, to, God wants to do something beautiful, something great. So he's giving you a clean slate. And he's saying, okay, this is, this, is, this is a new opportunity. How are you going to manage it? So a spring season is a season of planting. It's also a season of investing because God is giving you a new opportunity. How are you going to manage it? Begin to think about it. Many times we get excited. God has given us, yes, he has given us a new opportunity, but he wants us to invest, you know, in those opportunities, those new relationships. It's for a purpose. You know, it's giving you the opportunity to serve in ministry, 
invest in it. It's a season that God wants to be. One thing about every season is that God wants to, he wants, he, 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 he wants us to steward every season very well because there's something he's going to bring out of it to launch us into the, new, into the next season. The next season I have is a, is a summer the summer season is a, is a season to flourish. What you have planted in spring, what you have invested in the spring season of your life, when you are diligent with it, when you nurture it, in the summer it begins to flourish. The Bible talks about we will be in Psalm 1. When you do not walk in the counsel of the wicked and sit in the seat of the scornful, and you meditate on the word of God day and night. That's what we do in the spring. We've, we plant the word of God. Whatever new opportunity is given to us, we just don't get excited and run and run on. You know, we, say, we plant the word of God to help us manage and carry that season through. It's very important because it's a season when you get so excited. People, people are newly married. That's why you don't see them in church anymore. They have a new job. You don't see them in church anymore. No, that's the season God, is, God has given you a new thing and he wants you to Nurture it with his word so that by the summer season, you, it begins to flourish. You know, the righteous will be like a tree planted by the riverside, bringing forth its fruit in due season. Summer can also be a time that is very, you know, and this, these seasons can mean any, different things to us. But it's just good to have a perspective and we begin to, and we begin to see, okay, God, how do I navigate through it? Summer is a very exciting season for many people in, in, in terms of our, in, in, in our everyday life. But for some people, it's very hot. They can't take it anymore. But then just, just feed yourself. Just nourish your, Just, you know, hydrate yourself. Just like that little boy is doing. Many parents, we really want their children to do that. Drink, drinking water, right? So it can be a very hot season that you are a little bit uncomfortable as well. Because the, the new thing God has given you can now become like, wow, God, this is a lot. How am I going to survive? But His Holy Spirit is available to help you. So it's a time to flourish and don't despise it. Don't complain. Just ask, just hydrate yourself in His presence, with His word. Amen. Now we go into autumn. We call it fall in the United States. Yeah, my children were like, why did you say autumn? We don't call it autumn. I like, well, well, the rest of the world calls it, well, it's okay. So autumn is a time of harvest, a time of reaping. When you've planted, you've gone through that season, God has given you the opportunity to be able to plant something, you nurture it, it flourishes, and now it's a reaping season. And for some of some people are in a reaping season. And that's why it's good to, you know, they... they we see things happening in their life, and you're like, wow, is it just them? Why? But they've gone through a se- different seasons. Planted, they've planted. They've waited. When you plant, you know, when you have a garden, you plant, you put everything to make sure it's, it's, grow, it's well taken care of. You know, for, in, in summer season, is a season to be very busy as well, because what you've planted, you have to make sure that weeds doesn't come and, and choke it off. So it's important that in all seasons of our life, we don't leave God out. And that's the message here. Many times when things are going okay, we think we can check out. Let's check out. At least it's given me a seed. I already put it. It gave me a, uh, uh, the soil. Let me, no, no, no. You need to nurture that seed he has given you. Make sure that the weeds don't come in. Remove it. 
And sometimes in our life, too, that's what he wants to do. He wants, to, he wants us to weed out, weed out things that will hinder us from bearing fruits. I just pray the Holy Spirit will give us understanding. I thank God that Sister Stella prayed about understanding because it's in different dimensions. But I believe God is speaking to some of us today. It's time to, I'm going back to summer now. For you to flourish, you have to weed out. Weed out some relationship. Weed it out. Be wise. Weed out those friends that want you to stay up late at night. Texting so late at night. And for some of us parents, we need to monitor because I, we, we have a coffee with cell phones now. Nine o'clock, everybody puts their cell phone you know, on the table. And last night, while I was just sitting down, I saw text messages coming in from my kids' friends. I'm like, why are these kids up late? They are texting. I mean, the phones were with me. And I saw little children of 10, 11 year old texting. So let's watch what our kids are doing. Maybe you should also have a curfew for cell phone. If, you don't have, if they don't have cell phone, it's even better. Because I already gave it to them, but at least we, we're managing it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, they did it because of school, so we can pay anyway. But the point here is, <laughs> the point here is God wants us to weed out some things so that we can flourish, so that what he has put in us, we are able to nurture it. If you, so there are some things we just have to... There's some season in our life that you don't need many friends. You know, there was a time Jesus had a crowd. It was the, it was the happening minister in the world. You know, it, you see Jesus' face on every flyer. And there was a time people started living. When he started giving them the serious... You know, they were living. It, it was only the 12 at a time. Just one, Peter, at a time, it was just Jesus by himself. Sometimes we need to just be alone. So I really believe when it comes to this issue of getting rid, weeding things out, and um, uh, King Solomon addressed it in that passage that we read. You know, King Solomon is a very wise man. He, God gave him wisdom, and he applied it in some ways. He, he didn't apply it all the way. But he, yeah, unfortunately. So he got to a point and he started looking at life. Started looking at life. And he gave, you know, he wrote this, he wrote this, he wrote this piece about time. And verse, verse, verse 5 says, there's a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. There's a time to bring people, a bunch of people around you. There's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. So, we are, we, are, we are to constantly love people, but then we need to be mindful for what God is doing. Are these people, are they, people on board with me? Are they taking me, are they drawing me closer? There's no, the, the simple formula is, are they drawing me towards God? Do they have the same mindset? Can we have conversation? Well, if you still have friends, relationship that is not in line, that is not drawing you to God. It's time to check it out. There's, no, there's some things that we do I don't understand. Like, why do we want to hang out so late, have late parties? You know, why? I don't understand. Maybe people don't love, I love to sleep. There's something we just don't do anymore. We should change our taste board. Even if that's how it's been done in your culture, but you are in Jesus' time. You are not, it's your, you are a child of God. We need to set a standard. There's some things we need to weed out in our life. There's some things we need to weed out so that we can get into the next season. 
that God is taking us to because God wants, God is mindful, amen. The autumn season is a season to reap, harvest. But as you harvest too, it wants you to also store. You know, farmers do that. When they harvest, they store because it's another season that is coming. The winter season is coming. So it's important for us to know that in the autumn season, yes, it's a reaping season of your diligence, but then you also store, you also store things. You also keep, you know, you keep yourself fortified. And the next season I'll be talking about is the winter season. The winter season is the time to evaluate. It's the time of waiting for a farmer. And, you know, it's, it can be, it's lonely. See, it's lifeless. It's lifeless. There's nothing much going on around. You can't plant. You can't run. You can't really do anything. It's cold. At least for us in, in the United States, we can relate with this weather season very well. It's not the most exciting season for us as in, in, you know looking at it from the human perspective but with god there's a plan for there's there's a purpose cuz bible tells us that those who wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagle they will run and not grow weary they will walk and they will not faint so winter can be that season it's usually that season of dryness you feel lifeless you know, but, you know, there's, there's, there's snow. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the most pleasant season. Things are dying. Things are dying. That is the season that God wants you to run into and embrace the most. The season of winter, which I'm sure many of us, we, we, we are, we've, we've, we've experienced, we're actually maybe experiencing right now. That's the season when you run into the warm embrace of God. Let him hold your hands. Don't wallow. Don't, don't do pity party. God wants to use that season to prepare you. You know, the eagles, when they, after they've gone, they've flown, they've flown, they go to a time of hibernating. Winter, we all like to hibernate. I mean, if, if many of us can have it, we don't want to work in winter. We don't want to do the driving. If we can hibernate, we would. It's the time that God, in, just, in, in our spiritual life, things are just not... You've done your best. Things are not moving. God wants you to hide, run to him, hold on to him more than ever before, and wait on him. Because when we wait on God, he will definitely show up big. So don't despise that winter season. God is, is, is working something out for you. But you need to wait. You need to wait and trust him. So how do we embrace this season? I have five points that I will give us. And these five points is applicable in all the seasons. It's applicable in all the seasons. The first one is to be prayerful. Prayer is a tool of preparation. And this is very, we, we need this in all the seasons, but most especially in that waiting season, when things are dry, when we feel everything, nothing is moving. That's when you need to pray. Be prayerful. First Thessalonians 5 tells us, pray without ceasing. We can even make that S-E-A-S-O-N. That without, just pray, just pray. It doesn't have to be pray all the time. In terms of planting, in terms of you know, reaping, just pray, pray. Because 
Prayer takes care of everything. And Jesus Christ modeled this to us. He prayed at all times. Our Lord Jesus was always praying. And as he prays, God shows him and reveals things to him. And that's one of the reasons as a church we take prayer very seriously. January, we, we have our 21 day of fasting. It's not because there's some calamity, you know, going on. But we just believe there's power when we seek the face of God. When we run to him, and many testimonies come, come from that time of 21 days of prayer and fasting we do every year. So for someone here this morning, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know the challenge. I don't know where, the area where you feel dry. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. You pray in the spirit. Sing songs unto God. We have seven days in the church, nine o'clock every evening. There's prayer going on. Join a prayer line. Don't give the enemy a foothold. Like we read in Ephesians 5, redeem the time because the days are evil. Yes, everything feels dry. Nothing. You don't have a job now. You don't have, you don't have, a, you know, you don't have a partner now. Then just use that time to pray and just worship God. And it will show up big. Amen. The next point is for us to be dutiful. The word really, the number two point of how to embrace our season is to be dutiful. The word really is to be obedient. Um, that's really what, I mean, dutiful also means being obedient, you know, just submitting, submitting to God, submitting to God. Micah 6, 8 says, He has shown you, O man, what is good. What does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. You know, many of us are very good with the prayerful part. But when the Father, when God tells us what to do in place of prayer, are we obedient? Do we do what he tells us? Or do we even take time to listen? This morning, God is telling us, for you to, um, to go through your season successfully, you need to be dutiful. Obey what he's saying. He that is willing and obedient will eat the good of the land. That's what the Bible tells us in Isaiah. So be dutiful. I mean, it's very important. This, this aspect is very, we, we try to skip it. You know, it cost the children of Israelites a journey that could have taken maybe two weeks, 40 years, because they were not obedient to, his, to God's instruction. So don't just say, I'm praying, I'm praying. Do what he's telling you. Many of us, we go our own way, we get into a job, we get into relationship, relationship that God has not endorsed, and we want to now get his hand to sign it after we've gone forward. God, does, God is not a puppet. He doesn't do that, you know? So let's be willing and obedient, because when, as we read, whatever God does, he does it perfect in his own time. He makes all things beautiful in his own time. Don't rush through your waiting period. Many times the waiting season, winter, we want to fly. I mean, even in reality, we want winter to go. We are waiting for that February when the ground all comes down. We want winter to go. But God has a reason for winter. Wait, wait, so that you can, you can um, be blessed. But being dutiful is very important. Be obedient. The, sec- the third thing is to be hopeful. We need to be hopeful. When we are hopeful, we, experience, we exercise patience. And David is an example of someone that experienced God, you know, his power. But he got to a point that he was overwhelmed and he was about to lose heart. God, God who brought him from being a shepherd boy in, through the times when the enemy, his enemy Saul was coming after him, he got overwhelmed. And he said this, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? 
I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. That's what you need to do. No matter what is happening, your God is constant. Don't let that situation overwhelm you. But speak to that situation and say, I will open my God, the God who is the beginning and the end, the way maker, the miracle worker. He can turn, he can turn things around. He's working all this out for my good. Don't let it, don't, be, don't isolate yourself during that season. Be hopeful. David had people, but again, good, right people that will encourage you. He surrounded, he surrounded himself with such people. So in to embrace our season, because these seasons will come. Winter will come. Spring will come. We want to stay in summer, but summer will leave, will pass. It's a cycle of life we have to experience, but God is doing something beautiful in all this season. Be hopeful in every season. The next point I have for us is to be joyful. You know, while I was thinking about this, God just gave me an, uh, just something just dropped in my mind about Hope, you know, hope is when we really trust God. We, I'm going back to hope, sorry. We exercise patience. We, we, we relinquish everything to God. And that's a challenge we have as human. We, we want to control things. We want to control people in our lives. We want to control our children. We want to control our spouse. We want to control everybody, you know, with a remote control. But we cannot. Many times God wants, you know, you can do that in, in a place of prayer. And God, just, God wants you to surrender. You know, and what the, the thought that came to mind is doing, you know, for you to go through a surgery, the doctors will, you know, will sedate you so that you can not be in control, so that they can go in and do what they need to do. So you are like totally surrendered. We need, that's what being hopeful is. You trust him even when it doesn't make sense. You trust him. You acknowledge him in all your ways. So just, I mean, we allow them to give us medication. I mean, nobody's there. Your parents are not there and they put you under that, you know, under the drug and you are knocked out and they do what they have to do. But they have to do that because you, so that they can, I mean, if you are, if you are awake during the surgery, imagine what you'll be telling them. There'll be distraction and you'll not be able to get the healing. So... That's, that just came to me. That you get numb. So be numb. That's what God just numb me. I trust in you. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I say. I trust in you. I surrender, my God. I surrender to you. Just say, God, give me. Just numb me. That's how we can sail through that season of, you know, to that, that, that's how we embrace that decision by being hopeful. And the next point is to be joyful. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, when you come out of surgery, you feel better. At least, you, you, there's some, some you, you, definitely you feel better for the most part. You know, you've been gone through, gone through, you've gone through that process. Something has happened. You feel joyful because you feel better. There's a relief. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy gives us the energy to sail through all the season. It, it gives us the energy to sail through every season that we are going through. No matter what it is, just be joyful. Be joyful. Be joyful. Always be joyful. Philippians 4, 4 tells us, always be joyful in the Lord. In the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. And Nehemiah told the children of Israel, today, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, they've been through so much. They were downcast. And Nehemiah was telling them, you know, he brought the word of God out to them. He was reading the word and he said it to them. Do not grieve. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. So be joyful in every moment, in every season. 
And the last point I have for us here, so we need to be prayerful, we need to be dutiful, we need to be hopeful, joyful, and fifth is to be faithful. Because we serve a God who is faithful, he, is, he remains the same. He is faithful. Don't let the enemy, don't believe the enemy's lies. Don't let the enemy tell you that, oh God, your case is different. He doesn't care much about you. No, he's faithful. He's a faithful God. His faithfulness is great. He's great. His mercy is great. So we have a faithful God. No matter how challenging the season of your life may be, it will not last forever. So while you are in this season, God is with you. Is with you, even in the storm. Jesus is, is with you. And he will, as you listen, as you pray, he will tell you how to navigate it. So be faithful. Whatever God has, has you know, called you to do, continue to do it. If you are here, you are in a relationship. For those who are married and there's challenges in your marriage, be faithful. Do what God has asked you to do as a wife, to submit. Don't, again, let's be wise. Don't take your dictates from what is on social media, from the Hollywood celebrities. How can you do that? You are the daughter of the, of the Most High God. How can you be looking at the Kardashian? How can you be watching those series? Let's cute all those. Let's stop it. Okay? <laughs> you, don't take your, you don't take cues from... The Kardashians. Um, what else is there? I don't know them. Oh, God. <laughs> but at least that one I know. Don't take, you know, you are the daughter of the most high God. So if he's telling us to submit, submit in the Lord to your husband. Husband loves you, love your wife. In all season, when they are nice, when, they are, when their period is up or down, love them in all season. Hallelujah. Amen. Embrace, love them. When everybody does their part, there is peace. Love your children. Love them in all season. As fellow believers, let's be faithful. Let's love each other. Pray for each other, you know, in all season. God wants us to be faithful. In your service to God, you might have been, okay, I've been doing so much, but God, everybody is getting this. Everybody is getting blessed. What about me? I've been praying for healing. What I've not really received my complete healing. Just be steadfast and be faithful. God will reward you. When God shows up, it shows up big. I mean, look at the life of Job. Job, he went through all this season. His winter was long, but God showed up and God restored everything. He had a great harvest. Look at the life of Ruth. I mean, young girl, innocent, you know. And things just went, you know, things just went south. Lost husband and had to move to a strange land with her mother-in-law. But see how God turned around the life of Ruth. And God made a way, met a man, Obed, married, Boaz, sorry. God, so God is able. Maybe he's moving you from one place to another now. Don't, don't resist him. Say, Jesus, just numb me, numb me, numb me, numb me, numb me. And let him, let, let him take you to that place he's taking you to because he has something better for you. Let's be faithful. Joseph, a young man, he was faithful even in a strange land. He said, I will not do this against my God. Young people, you serve a God. And the principles of your life is this. is not what the enemy is. It's not the things out there. You live by the word of God. As you remain faithful, God will reward you in due season. He told us in Galatians, Galatians 6, 9. Do not, let us not become weary in doing good. For in proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Do not become weary in doing good. 
Do not become weary in the season you are in. In proper time, you will reap an harvest. We serve a good God. We serve a faithful God. It doesn't change. He's the God of all seasons. He he's bringing you to this season for a reason. So just embrace it. If you are an elderly person here, maybe you know you feel you, your children are out of the house. Maybe it's time for you to start doing something, you know, something for other people, serving God, praying for your grandchildren. One of the sisters came to me, oh, I think I want, to be start, I want us to start praying for, for our grandchildren. That's the season. Don't start complaining, oh, my kids don't call me. They got married. They moved out. Why don't you do something beautiful in that season? Why don't you pray for the young ones? Because our young ones, they are precious, and the enemy is after them. The battle that they are facing is so, so enormous. We need people that will be praying for these little ones now, praying for the future generation so that they can be a strong army for God. So there is, age is not a limitation. Your status is not a limitation. Your gender is not a limitation. God of all seasons wants to do something in you. So I just pray that God will make this word come to life in us. That we will embrace every season that we are in. That we will be prayerful, we will be hopeful, we will be joyful. And as we do that, God Almighty will reward us. Because if we do not go weary... In due season, you will reap an harvest. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Because we know you are a God of all season. Thank you because you have given us times and season to guide, to guide us, to direct us, to help us so that we don't fall apart. Lord, we thank you. Father, give us understanding this morning. Help us to know the things we need to change, the things we need to get rid of, the things we need to put in into us. Father, Lord, we know this is a special season. Lord, help us to be attentive. Show us what we need to do in this season of our life. Give us the strength to do everything we need to do in this season of our life. And as a church, you know, God told me that as a church, we are in a season of deployment. And it's so amazing when the Genevieve was praying, she talked about us going on a ship. God said we are in a season of deployment. He's, this, he's deploying us into action. He has equipped and is sending us out. Yet, he's not, yes, he's not done with us. He can never be done with us because there is always more with God. But right now, we have to move forward and change our world. No more sitting on the sideline. It is a season of deploring, planting. Exercise your faith in the marketplace, schools, anywhere you find yourself. That's exactly how I wrote it and when he was giving it to me. And it was said during the prayer this morning. We are in a season of deployment. Are you going to come on board? So this morning, I just want us to say, God, I surrender. I surrender. For some of you, this message is about you. It's about you. It's not anybody. He wants you to just surrender your personality, your stubbornness, your argument. Submit it to him. For some of you, it's because in your relationship, submit. And for some, it's about ministry. You've been on the sideline because of experiences in, the, in past churches, in past, you know, organization. But he's saying now, I'm starting a new journey. Will you come on board with me? Thank you, Heavenly Father. You are God of the season. You are God of the season. God is so amazing. He's the God of all season. And let's just, let's just cry out to him. Say, God help me. 
You are God. You are God. I surrender. Do what you alone can do in me. Help me, oh God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise. We give you all the glory. I would like us to take this song because he, he, he gave it to me while I was preparing last night and Sister Stella sang it. You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. You are God. Declare it in your life. God, you are the God in my life from the beginning to the end. I will no longer contend with you. Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.